Burt Reynolds as Batman, by the way. That moustache under the oh, cow. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to uh, this episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie and then we talk about it. And this week, we're breaking our hallowed, what, one month where we haven't done a movie from the 90s? Um, we did, uh, because we didn't watch The Terminal again. I'm going to say this off the top. We spoiled, we said last week we would, and we said the week before we would, and we didn't. <laughs> because fuck you, nobody wants to watch the most boring Tom Hanks movie ever made. This week, instead, for reasons known only to us, we paid, paid to rent Batman and Robin, the 1997 Joel Schumacher uh, car fire of a movie. My name's David, David. and get these latex nipples out of here, Batman. (laughs) Uh, My name's Sam, and I hate to disappoint you, but my rubber lips are immune to your charms. (laughs) And I'm Ross. Yeah, tonight hell freezes over. <laughs> Every time, I think if you're following along at home with your with your imaginary movie podcast bingo, Ross doing an Arnie impression. <laughs> that's cross that out. That's done. You can move on. It's Here number one. That's Dave fucks up the opening. Number two, Ross does an Arnie impression. Number three, Num- Sam does a monologue for forty five minutes and doesn't let anyone interrupt him. <laughs> Number, number four, four we, 90s movie. Oh, 90s movie. 90s number five, movie. we plan to do something and then totally not do it. <laughs> that should be number one, honestly. Um, I do think, let's just That's not a do bingo. it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so Batman and Robin is a fucking notorious movie. Like, I think this movie might be like at the top of my most disappointing and most horrible movies I've ever seen for a lot of reasons. I mm. think you're a little bit harsh there, Dave. No, I'm joking. You're spot on the money. <laughs> Your vitriol and venom is well placed here. Well, well, I would rather to... watch the Val Kilmer one Oof. over and over again than watch oh, this. Hang on. No, I like the Val Kilmer. Plotwork orange. Yeah. So the, re- Se- the reason separate podcast. The reason we're doing this is because uh, I, I had a wee night with just me and my son, me and my five year old son. I was like, "What can we do?" You know, and he wanted to watch a Batman movie, and there isn't any like decent Batman movies. I thought what's what's the like the one that I could get away with a five year old watching? So I thought Batman and Robin. That's yeah. fun. And then I kind of forgotten just just how bad it is. However, he he loved it. <laughs> he thought it was great. I think it was right at his level of like, this is stupid and childish and just ridiculous. Uh so I think, you know, successful parenting all round, but maybe not a good film to actually <laughs> enjoy as an adult successful <laughs> parenting not. not so much um, a successful movie no yeah it yes. is what it is whatever distracts the children for two hours and they shut up is kind of you know that's all you want really uh speaking as a parent i assume that you just want them to be quiet at all times no, you got it dave you know um, nailed it nailed it so, so this movie is like um to set t- set the scene you can give us a plot summary in a minute sam i'm swinging wild um, so this movie sits as like the the last of the Burton Schumacher um, um, like Stringer films. Um, so it's kind of like this is the movie what, trilogy. That- <laughs> is that what, is four? Uh, I, think- I I would say it's probably like a duology of duologies. Um, if I was going to say anything out, anything. Having words so- of ologies to describe these movies makes it seem better than it is. So let's refrain from those. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So this believe. is this is the fourth movie. So um, Tim Burton did the first two, uh, Batman '89, uh, Batman Returns, and then Joel Schumacher directed two as well. He did Batman Forever, Forever. I believe, which is a Val yep. Kilmer one. Um, and then he did this Batman and Robin, which was the last one, and really, really fucking like. I am so glad Christopher Nolan came along in the in the orcs <laughs> and saved the Batman franchise. Well, it's remarkable that he was allowed to do so. Like I, you know, in '97 this comes out, and then, you know, not even a decade later, they're they're going for Batman again. And I w- I would be thinking Warner Brothers is just terrified, just terrified of touching <laughs> this 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 franchise because. I mean, this this pretty much did kill it. It killed yeah. Batman for a long time in the mainstream, anyway. Obviously, the comics carried on, and there were animated shows and all this stuff. But like this, this turned Batman into a joke, into an absolute joke. Which, when you think about the superhero like dysphoria that we live in now, like it's it's mad. It's mad that they weren't making Batman movies every two years. Well, especially considering how I mean, I'm not a big fan of uh, Batman Forever. Largely, but considering how well received Batman '89 was, I think is the really big like, and then Batman Returns kind of up the ante a little bit. Like, I think that's even more. Mm-hmm. I think um, thought of as be- you know as good or better than Batman '89, and then Joel Schumacher, who you know is a guy. I think he passed away last year. Actually, um, we should mention. Mm. Um, so the shade of Joel Schumacher has been laid to rest. Uh, but I think you know he's maybe just like the wrong the wrong person to helm this project uh, because you go from having the really dark and weird Tim Burton Batman, which I, I will warrant probably only really needed two movies. Like that's fine. We can talk. This isn't the podcast for that, but like <laughs> you go from quite a dark and twisted like camp, but still a bit campy sort of Batman to like this fucking two hour and 10 minute, you know, uh, toy commercial. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's all bang and no substance. This movie, yeah, so, that is so you've movie, mixed up two sayings there, but I get what you're doing. <laughs> I'm mixing metaphors. I'm coining this, colloquialisms right in here. This movie, it's happening now, live on YouTube. This is history. Ba- Batman and Robin tried to keep their relationship together, even as they must stop <clears throat> Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy from freezing Gotham City. I That's thought you were going to go into the Arrested Development intro there for some reason. I was like, <laughs> Batman and Robin together. must keep their family together. What? <laughs> it's Arrested Development. No, it's... it's um, Although, you know, this is this is a movie that is is verging on the um, the satirical. People should have been arrested. Yes, I agree about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do we want to tackle this film? Because it's like one of those ones, it's... There's an awful amount... Of, uh, an awful lot amount to, to talk about and I wonder I wonder if I could maybe start with a statement and this statement <laughs> is George Clooney is a shitbag that's what I'm going to say as the opening for this film because I fucking hate this performance seconded I hate I hate George Clooney in this uh, yep uh, I have, a, I have a retort I have a retort it's just cooking so I agree I don't think Clooney is good as Batman in this but I think that I would. I don't want to heap all that at his door I think that you could have no. cast anyone as Batman in this you could have literally cast Christian Bale as Batman in this, in this movie and it still would have been as bad as it is um, and while I agree George Clooney is someone who's got a really smug face and he's not you know 
He's not my Batman in in my mind's eye. Like, He's the I, worst Batman. <laughs> I don't think this is his fault. Well, we're about to get James Patterson, so hold your hold your hold your water on that, Sam. Robert Patterson, um, <coughs> or him? Not not the crime writer. Um. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think so. Although, yeah, I would say they've hold your water on that because we all had the same thoughts about Ben Affleck as Batman, and I thought he he pulled it off quite well, both Bruce Wayne and yeah. Batman, um, despite what the studios did to Justice League and Batman versus Superman. Anyway, one Batman d- d- disaster at a time. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> yeah. um, one bat disaster at a time. Yeah. I mean that statement, Sam. I'm completely on board with. I mean, you asked how how do we even approach this? I mean. You know, I mean, we usually go by acts, but you know, we all know it's a terrible movie, so maybe we go by sort of like the production. So, you know, sets, costume, you know, trivia, actors, things like that. Yeah. Can we well, start? Let's, can let's... we start by talking about the cast of this movie? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, let's talk a bit more about George Clooney as like a. I think this is kind of maybe the big problem with this series of films from its outset is the fact that like. Keaton, who we can argue in a second when I finish talking about whether he's a good Batman or not, um, who I really like uh, in Batman, the first two, and that he decided he was no longer interested. He took like a quite a long time off acting. So they're like, right, well, we need someone to be Batman. And you either transition to like a James Bond type thing where you mm. just have someone new every year and that's fine and it's just an accepted thing. Um, so they got Val Kilmer. That's right, the guy from Top Gun. Um and then he did one movie. It was a horrible movie to work on. It wasn't a good movie when it came out, and he's out. And then suddenly for the fourth movie, you're like, actually, what we should have is the continuity of one actor playing Batman, which would string the whole series together better. And they're like, shit, we're scrabbling around. Who can we get? You know? And you get George Clooney. Yeah, well, well, in theory, now we also have to remember that he was a TV star, so he was still on ER. He was still doing TV, and he's even said that like he he doesn't regret doing it because it it kind of cemented his leading man sta- status. And that he, I think he's he has a poster of the film in his office as a warning to himself, <laughs> which is like just remember how shit that <laughs> film was that you were in. But the, the the problem I have with him though, it's not so much the Batman, although the suit is terrible. It's the Bruce Wayne. It's the fucking Bruce Wayne. This he is like a plank of wood. There's nothing yep. going on other than that smug fucking face, and and there's a lot of Bruce Wayne stuff in this. There's a lot. You it does know, make been... you does make you wonder why they couldn't hire like I don't mean to to be to be rude to George Clooney who I think is good in other things, more recent things I should say yeah. that like get an actor. I know I don't mean to be a you know a movie like elitist here, but get a movie actor, like TV acting and movie acting, especially ER. A soap Ali, opera, yeah. Exactly, a soap opera versus this, like, the skill level is just different. And obviously George mm. Clooney was capable of it, but, like, you can't... Rome wasn't built in a day. Why don't you get somebody who is used to working on a film set to do this, whereas George Clooney, obviously working on ER, is much more used to, like, not as many takes. You just film it and then it's done, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This must have been a real, like, trial for him. Hmm. What about Robin then? What about Robin? I had to. I, I had guy. to Google this. I guy. had to Google Robin. Chris O'Donnell. I was like, <clears throat> who? Hang on, oh, no. hang on. Chris O'Donnell. This guy has had some bad fucking luck in his career. This guy <laughs> cannot catch a break. I know Chris O'Donnell from. There was a movie he did with uh, Al Pacino called Scent of a Woman. Brilliant movie. 
really aged poorly in terms of misogyny, but that's another episode. Um, but like, like in this ah, movie, the 90s. Yeah. For this role, it came down to, I was telling Sam the other night, it came down to him and Leonardo DiCaprio. And like they were the finalists, right? And so like the producers like got like the, you know like they have focus groups. So they had a focus group of like twenty eleven year old boys, and they held up their two pictures and they said, "Who do you think would win the fight?" And most of the kids chose Chris O'Donnell, and that's how he got the job of Robin, <laughs> right? That same year, DiCaprio was cast as Jack in Titanic. <laughs> How unlucky! I don't think about which, which it. Which Chris O'Donnell? Which Chris O'Donnell was also up for? So Chris O'Donnell got Robin, DiCaprio got Jack. I mean, I bet he was like, "Yeah, fuck you, DiCaprio, <laughs> fuck you." And then, oh shit! And then I should have gone I'm with just, that, is that anyone small else just James now, Cameron picture. Is anyone just now imagining Chris O'Donnell in every DiCaprio role? Like, <laughs> well, you say that like there was so many other movies where, like, you know, um, I was going through this article. Um, actually Amy pointed it to me and like there's so many sort of like you know large roles that Chris Donald was up for and he's always been pipped at the post by another name and you know, like the amount of movies that are well known that he was up for but just no didn't get always you know the bridesmaid never the bride essentially I think that's just like Hollywood though isn't it I think this happens a lot where I mean we've Every movie we've done from the eighties and nineties has like a a, a, um, a trivia writing that says you know Sylvester Stallone was considered for this role, like, including this movie, including this movie. <laughs> um, so I, I think that generally, like especially in ninety seven, you want you want a young, fresh faced looking dude to play Robin. Like it's going to be a relatively small pool of actors at that level, and I think obviously DiCaprio at the start of his career, O'Donnell at the start of his career, like. And you just get it or you don't. I do think I would agree with all those 11-year-old boys that I, I totally reckon Chris O'Donnell could beat up Leonardo DiCaprio. No yeah. problem believing that at all. So let's not forget, though, that Batman he, that O'Donnell was in Batman Forever yeah. as 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 Robin. So, like, he's already he's already done pretty well, and and you think he's on he's on the rise, you know? Yeah. But it goes to it goes he to is, the, the, he is terrible in this movie. I just want he's to say. terrible. He's like, terrible. We've had to go but, with George Clooney, but he's not good either. He's not good either. But let's also let's also let's, also, let's just flag Clooney this now. got to work with. If, if we're throwing shade at Clooney, we're throwing shade at Chris O'Donnell. Ross. Yeah, yeah, but because we're showing throwing shade at Clooney, that's what I'm saying. What has Chris O'Donnell got to work with? Because he never did a scene with Schwarzenegger. Him and Schwarzenegger were never in a scene together. So he's most of his acting is with George Clooney, the plank of wood. But let's let's flag now. I just, though, I'm this... not quite. I don't quite understand your um, defending Chris O'Donnell. Who's I like... don't understand your erection for Clooney, but here we are. No, I, th- I don't. I don't think. I don't think O'Donnell's terrible in this. I think. I think what he is, he's underwritten. The character's underwritten, and mm. they don't really get a lot to do together. But what I'm, what I, I want to keep in our heads though is that there's the a real element of career killing that oh. comes out of this movie because after this, he's done. He's done very little. He was very little, and it's more kind, kind of, of like a career infanticide. There's a real like if you're already an established actor, if you're Uma Thurman or Arnold Schwarzenegger, like or even George Clooney to a certain extent, who was a TV a big TV actor at the time. If you already have a career, you can weather this storm. Yeah. Otherwise, you're sinking to the bottom of the ocean, like Alicia Silverstone. Uh, Speaking like of sinking to the bottom of the ocean, <laughs> now I want I want to upfront though talk, when we talk about her, we also need to talk about. The absolutely horrible um, treatment that she received. Oh, um, I think I think there was there was more of of her in the movie 
and uh, I think a lot of it was cut because she'd gained a bit of weight. You know, she's 18 in this. She's, I mean, she's only just an adult. And then I think the press got hold of this story and went kind of crazy. And I think it actually really affected her, which is, which is horrible. Mm. It's, you know, it's fucking the br- the brutality of of 90s um, and today, <laughs> paparazzi. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we're left in this movie, where 99% of the scenes she's in, she's not Batgirl. I think obviously in the original draft, there was a lot more of her in this suit. But obviously. Can we talk about the suits just now? Because no, no, it's bothered no, me. We'll, so we'll get to it. it. Shut up. We'll, yeah, I have a point on, here. No, no. I have a point here related to Alicia Silverstone. <coughs> so shut your mouths. Now, the suits are obviously like these rubber monstrosities. So I think they'd made the suit based off like before, well before the production. So her gaining a few pounds, like while not the end of the world, just make a new fucking suit. Like the production went mad. Apparently, they were trying to like tamper into all these like corsets to try and sort of you know change the shape of her body so she'd fit it's in this suit mm-hmm. and like all loads of people on the set were being really cruel and nasty and things it's kind of like fucking hell can mm. we stop like just ruining people's lives hollywood yeah. obviously not well let's 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 we'll come back to the suits because i there's a whole yeah, there's, there's a whole there's fucking whole section <laughs> but let's talk about i think the the triumph of this movie the absolute triumph which is Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. as Mr. Freeze. It, I, honestly, I think this is this is the perfect place for Arnie. This is overacting, big muscle costume thing, <laughs> and just chuck him in a movie and give him catchphrases. Give him line after line, <laughs> gag after gag. 27 ice gags in this movie in two hours. That's fucking... That's impressive. And I, I really like his performance in this. I think it's stupid and it's fun and that's exactly what this film kind of needs. He is one of the very few saving graces this movie has. And that's not to say <laughs> this movie has been saved, but Jesus Christ, Arnie tries his best. Um, <laughs> and yet his his performance, like, and, you know, I'm not going to say that Arnie should be nominated for any sort of awards, but his performance <laughs> does go a long way in this show. Everything I think else. he's got enough trophies, Ross, to be honest. He's fine. <laughs> and Best Actor, 1997, the Academy Awards <laughs> nominations. Um, I would I, I would kind of agree that I think, like, I think he's one of the few, him and Uma Thurman are the only people in this movie who are having fun. Like, you know, obviously just, like, owning and living in a role. And they're both equally cartoony. Yes. Um, yeah. I will say that, like, while I, in a vacuum, I, like, Arnie's performance generally like I, I like him in a lot of things we talked about this in the Predator episode like it's hard not to like him mm-hmm. but in the context of this movie I just don't think anything fits you know like this this performance would be perfectly amazing in a really cartoony capery like you know 60s like Batman and Robin are saying but Robin's saying oh boy howdy hijinks and you know like Let's rake it really, really cartoony, really, really campy, really, really silly. Like a spoof, I think Arnie's performance in this is, oh, perfect. But like opposite, you know, the the back cast, so to speak, are doing this semi-serious plot about saving the city and Alfred dying of some terminal disease. Like, oh, God, that's God. quite serious and grim. <laughs> and like, so against that... I'd forgotten about it until how do we, just How do we make a toy out of that? About it again. Yeah, against that... <laughs> Like, in bed. The, uh, the Arnie stuff, bed's all separately. Um, the Arnie stuff is just like, it's it's a bit like you're constantly like, what? 
What? Because yeah, nothing you're told but, explains quite why he's acting the way he's acting. But when you put that against Uma Thurman, who, again, as you say, she's having fun. She's even said, like, I quite enjoyed this. Yeah. I, get to, I get to overact. Again, it, it, man, it positioned me as, a, as a, an actor who could take on a, a leading role like that. Like, she's good. She is incredibly sexual. My God. Mm. <laughs> we could maybe turn that down. I mean, luckily it went straight over my Calm, son's head. Yeah. Um, but like some of it is just, it's like, whoa, whoa, what are we talking about? Some of the lines about you, everything you see here and everything you don't. And it's like, fucking, okay. This Commissioner is like Gordon a kid's movie. totally yeah. thinks he's getting his rocks off several I times. Know. They all do. Oh, he's got a bang. They all do. The this worst, filthy the old man bit. is like, yeah, I'll show you the bat signal. Mm. He nodded in his pants. And the, worst, the worst thing. The actor, like, too. <laughs> 95 years old Uma and it's Uma Thurman skin tight suit the worst thing though was like and, th- and this is related to Uma Thurman's character where Batman and Robin like said oh I can't believe we fought over a bad guy and one of the cheesiest lines I heard in this movie where Batman says bad yes guy no <laughs> <laughs> but then but like again, hang on hang on Dave hang on all... hang on and then they go on and say oh yeah well I'm completely over and they go hmm Nice buds, though. Yeah, good stems too. Yeah, I saw those. Like, oh, oh, Jesus Christ! What, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Just Batman if, and Robin. If this, don't look at it. <laughs> if this was a Burt Reynolds era Batman, though, like you could kind of do jokes like that, and it would fly mm-hmm. a little bit better. Like if yeah. he's in the grey suit, and it's like lots of no, 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 no. You know, like it would be silly as fuck, and we would be talking it as like this fucking mad like nineties bonfire, but you in could, a much more positive way. I think you could do it if you don't have a a a very prominent subplot running through this movie <laughs> where Alfred's dying. <laughs> like, what, what is going on? <laughs> That is, this is the, it's the tonal, it's the tonal shift that I just find so annoying because you go from, you go Alfred's from. Alfred's dying and none of them care. They could no, not go give a fuck. Alfred's 27 dying, ice but I'm jokes. as shit. 27 ice jokes, the horniest, the horniest scenes in the world with about plants. And then it's like smash cut to Alfred in bed, like, you know, death rattle. He's so close to death. I'm like, what the, who, where does this come from? Where does this come from? And um, but we can talk about the campiness. We can talk about the campiness. Like I think it's so integral to this film. It's so integral. But, but Christ Almighty, usual, like, like pick a lane. I think. I think, but I don't know that. Like I think this series was plotted out in you know some forethought from the Tim Burton film. So I think that like the Alfred dying plot feels very much like a that's a leftover from an earlier script. You know, that's a reason to get Batgirl in. It's depressing as fuck, but it would fit in the Tim Burton-y, like, noiry Gotham. It doesn't mm-hmm. fit in Schumacher's, like, fucking meth dream Gotham. You know? <laughs> meth dream. Yeah. The thing is, though, with, Bat- with Batgirl as well, because she, in the comics, she is supposed to be, you know, uh, Jim Gordon's daughter. You know, she's nothing. She's supposed to be nothing to Alfred. So I don't know why that was somehow cobbled together. Because they're like, well, she doesn't look like Jim Gordon. Right, well, you can recast him. He's not exactly a prominent role. No, no, no. This guy. We need this guy. It's just a choice they make to, like, I guess, have her already be uh, familiar with Batman. And, you know, sorry, Bruce Wayne and um, Dick Grayson. Uh, we should say, in the comic books, um, doesn't Batgirl get paralysed? 
Ooh, at a certain point. Yep. Like, but, it's also Joker. pretty dark in the comic books, yeah. and that's kind of maybe the problem is that, like, a lot of the darker aspects, like, yeah, I don't think Alfred dying of some terminal illness is... McGregor's syndrome. <laughs> McGregor's syndrome is particularly a comic book storyline, but I could be wrong, and I would be happy to be proved wrong on that. Um, but, like... There's... Yeah, yeah. There's questions about where this comes from. Unless maybe that's a cast. Who cares about everyone else? There's questions about where this comes from because Akiva Goldman is the writer. And so I think there's been a bit of like back and forward and, and then the, uh, defending each other. Schumacher saying, no, it was me. And Goldman saying, no, it was me. Like, <laughs> because the, the impact of this film was huge yeah. in terms of it being a total fucking bomb. Um, financially, it cost warner brothers an enormous amount of money i think it was 160 million production and then 120 million marketing and it made like 230 so we are we are we haven't had a bad day it's a bad day in the office lots of people getting fired for that yeah so but but i think to defend the movies ever so slightly right (laughs) there isn't like an intentionality here there is there is an intentionality that I think I I was I was thinking about Batman um, the Tim Burton ones and the Joker and the Penguin and how like it's pretty zany just by itself like it's pretty zany it's pretty campy there's lots of you know there's henchmen and there's like lots of tropes and all this stuff and I can I can kind of see the through line a little bit into this movie the problem is the application but I, I I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm a little bit torn as to whether or not they just have like, a really can, really bad idea you can or if they applied see, it badly. You can see the bones of a better movie in this. Um, like, necessarily, I don't necessarily have an issue with any of the individual aspects of it. It's just the fact that it all takes place in this like fairly forgettable thing. Um, I would like to talk about the maybe the first bit. So this movie opens with like a fucking boss fight finale that really confused me and thought, was I previously watching this? And it started like <laughs> an hour and a half in um, because we we have like the, the, the museum scene um, where I'm just going to recollect it to myself. Um, Batman and Robin go to stop Mr. Freeze. There's a lot of Mr. Freeze strolling around torturing guards then there's an ice hockey scene um don't bat question skates. it yeah bat, bat skates. skates batman robin have retractable ice skates in their boots question mark how does that work where's the blade going Go- yes no, not even yes. that sam not even that why are they prepared for this well i mean this is the character who had bat you know shark repellent so i can i can buy that what <laughs> i go logos Logos on everything. Everything. They look at each other. Mr. Freeze is someone they don't know. If you said Mr. Freeze is a villain that exists and we've seen him before, fine. But Mr. Freeze is someone they're like, oh, he's this scientist and blah blah blah. There's this mysterious thing, and him and Robin, Batman and Robin, look at each other and go, you know what this calls for? Ice skates. Like they do this every week. Like, oh yes, another another ice villain. (laughs) Fucking yes. All those lessons have paid off. What? <laughs> they just have ski- they've got skis as well presumably just in case there's like a downhill bit or the- maybe they need like some kind of you know like a water skiing well, they thing did, going they did on. surfboard down the ceiling after they jumped out of the rocket they did like yeah they did like ski surfboard in the sky in the sky surfing in the sky yeah and, and their thighs didn't immediately shatter upon impact <laughs> 
But so we have this scene in the in the museum. It's all about a diamond or something. Then Mr. Freeze sets off a rocket that's going to blow up and destroy Gotham. And you're like, it's four minutes into this movie. This is a lot, first off. Like, there's no scene about Batman. No, like, ooh, what's the villain doing? No setup. We just got a fucking fight. What? Um, and then that feels that feels like, wow, that should have been like the very end of the movie is Batman and Robin solving this. Nope. Nope. We're just going to... I think it's an attempt at going in all action and just trying to like have a real strong right let's just let's just hit him straight away. I mean, you have you have missed the first scene we've touched it already, but the bat butt scene, like that this Ooh. this whole thing with the suits. You're this, horny this... yet? You're fucking horny yet? <laughs> George Clooney's ass in this yeah. bat suit. The, the, there is there is some fun stuff about like the the kind of the, the gay undertones in this movie, which is which which I kind of like. I kind of like that, and I kind of want a little bit more of that. Overtones, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Dom text is that the opposite of subtext? There's 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 lots of that in there, but like, it's just it's the first thing you see almost is them putting on the suits. They've got the nipples and all this, stuff, which I don't have a problem with the nipples really. I think it's it makes perfect sense, except. That Batgirl doesn't have nipples. Why does it make perfect sense? Can you explain that to me, Sam? Because it's because it's no, no, right? Because it's like a, it's based on like a Greek statue or whatever else. So I, I, I don't, I don't have any problem with that necessarily. You know, I think it's it's Sam fine. Jordan pro nipples. Well, they have on nipples. No, nipples. I don't think it's, I don't think he's pro nipples. But what I'm saying is, let's have you know, let's have equal you know, nipple equality. You know, so yes. if you're gonna have nipples on Batman Robin suit, there better be nipples on Batgirl suit, and there wasn't it, Ross, and that's I'm the crime. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you that um, Alicia Silverstone had a bad enough time of this without fucking putting nipples on her costume. I'm not asking um, her to fucking stitch it on. I'm just saying, you know, wardrobe. <laughs> no, I'm saying what I'm saying is this poor girl is sexualized enough. And this is also would not be a PG thirteen with woman's nipples in it. Well, but, but but this is this is the ridiculousness of like of of getting into this type of stuff, isn't it? Because if you if you're gonna have nipples, you should have nipples anyway. I gotta but, be honest, I didn't it, I didn't expect us uh, us and Dave to be so divided in so many things with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we both hated it, but there are so many different things we hated Nipple because cakes. of. Yeah. I mean, the costumes in general are just fucking horrendous. I mean, let's talk about you know the, the costumes they have at the end where they have like the silver linings on them. What is that? Oh. What is that? I had those toys, though. Toys. <clears throat> I had toys. those toys. It's yeah. because there like is. there's an executive who's like, right, we're making this Batman movie. I don't care what it's about or what you do, but there's got to be two or three distinct bat suits because fucking... <laughs> This toy company is going to make everything. We're going to make all the money in the world. Like Star Wars changed the toy game. They changed the and merch vehicles. game. Don't forget yeah. vehicles. We get yeah. we get the back uh, bikes. Robin cycle. Batmobile. I had the Batmobile. It was great. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. You're a part of the problem, Sam. I know. I know. Yeah. I already am. Um, but the, but but as an opening for a movie, I think you're right, Dave. This is like really quite. What's going on? It grabs you in the in the way that it kind of. Can but uh, but really like we we kind of need to we need to have a little bit more. I think the the concept is that you've seen Batman forever, uh, and so like it's just it's going to be a through line and and maybe if you don't look too closely you won't notice that George Clooney isn't Val Kilmer. <laughs> that's, the type, that's the type of thing. I mean, it's only the chin straight back in. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. I just think and then the problem is it doesn't really get any better from there, does it? It's probably the best scene in the movie. 
you know, in terms of the way it and looks. See, well, it's it's one for of a movie that where the you know the heroes you know do a lot of like bare knuckle beating the shit out of the bad guys. Like I don't know if you guys thought this, but I just thought like the the, the fighting scenes with Batman and Robin were just poor. Do you know what I mean? Like the best combat scenes in it was when Mister Freeze was dispatching some of the you know the dispensable like security guards, and he uses one security guard's head to like beat up on two of the security guards, which was a brilliant bit of choreography. Everything else, like with Batman and Robin, was thrown this way, thrown that way, and with the way the camera was, the camera's behind the bad guy, so you just see him, you know, being There's leaping left reason. or right. A very good reason for that is that these suits, I don't know, things have changed now and like we've gotten better at making <laughs> rubber suits. But these suits weighed, apparently, these were much, much lighter than the one Keaton had to wear or the one Kilmer had to wear. Um, so I, something I read that said like the uh, the bat outfits, so Robin and Batman and, and uh, Batgirl, their suits weighed about 50 pounds, mm-hmm. um, which is. So many stone or whatever. I don't. I don't really know. Batman's cape was another seventy-five pounds on top of that. This cape is ridiculous, by the way. You see this cape a couple times. It's like it barely flexes. Like it's got a set shape. It's mad. Um, Apparently, Arnie's suit weighed about seventy-five kilos, which you can Mm. kind of believe. But he's a one point five million dollars. And and he took it with him at the end of production. He was like, "I'm keeping this." (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it took him like six hours to get in every day. So, to be fair, he was probably. Uh, although, and he shaved his I mean, head. He shaved his head. Just. I've heard different things about that. I read some trivia that said he shaved his head. I read some trivia saying he refused to shave his head and he's wearing a bald cap. Bald Personally, cap. I think this is a bald cap. What do you think? It's hard to know. But well, that's my opinion. What... But I've, well, again, I've heard, I've read like disagreeing trivia about that. Let's go back to our figures: one hundred and sixty million to make. 25 million of which was Arnie's fee. 25 million is how much he cost. Probably money well spent. Yeah. I mean, well, he in, was in the context of the rest he, of the He movie, was billed above. Like, he could shave his head for 25 million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he was billed above uh, Clooney for this. And I was like, it was, mm. only, it was the second time where a villain is billed above like Batman on the movie posters and stuff. Yeah. No one was like Jack yeah. Nicholson when he was the Joker. Mm hmm. <clears throat> The, very um, different actors, very different <laughs> <people>. <laughs> different methods, absolutely. Um, but no, I think it's nineteen ninety seven, and kind of like that's just a smart business decision. Arnie is like, you know, even now, like probably has more name recognition than almost any other any other actor of his generation, and especially in nineteen ninety seven, like he owned cinema. You know, he'd owned oh, yeah. cinema for twenty years at this point, and it's kind of like, you know, of yeah. course he's the big draw, and, and of course bet, you pay him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a safe bet getting Arnie on board, and, and you're trying to you, again. They're trying to build on that success of Batman Forever, and like that was a that was a very successful movie. Kilmer did great. All that's fine, and you also I think a lot in terms of the blame. So we've talked about the writer, we've talked about the cast, we've talked about the director a little bit. Although I want to go in on some some of the scenes as we go through the plot next. But you also have to put blame on Warner Brothers here because yeah. they went from great, we've got a success, we've got a movie, brilliant, to let's fast track this. And so we go from 1995 to 97 with production in 96. Like, that's not a lot of time to write a movie, to get everything ready, mm-hmm. to bring it all together. So I do think you have to, like, say to them, yeah, this is this is down to Warner Brothers trying to make the most of the success of Batman Forever. And so when everything just feels a little bit, you know, uncooked, raw even, 
I think there's there's probably an element of that of not being enough time, not being enough time from when mm-hmm. Forever was made into, you know, this storyless blob which has absolutely there's, there's nothing going on most of the time. Do you know which I mean, is, which is a big. Problem. I have to be honest. I saw this in the cinema when I was like, I think I was twelve or thirteen, um, and I loved it. You know. But like you just said, Sam, yeah. there was oh, a- this was my favorite Batman movie when I was a kid. Yeah, 100%. yeah. There was a lot going on. You're like, oh, cool. Short attention spans. There's a lot happening. You know, look over here, look over there. Cool. Look at these new bad guys. Look at, new yeah, bad guys. Look, Bane, look at these Bane. future toys coming. You know, I'm yeah. like, oh, this this poison ivy. She's sexy, but I don't really know what that means. But it's making me feel things. It's very yeah. confusing. Yeah. I'm having a lot. Like, you know, the like sexual awakening yeah. of of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, and I didn't think about this movie up until recently, and in my mind it was always a decent Batman movie. Bit campy, you know, bit fun, but still a decent movie. And it's only from this recent watch I was like, oh man, this the is a car crash. Ruining, thing, ruining things we love. It really does. It really does. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you think about this movie, like like what we are now, like you think about the production, you think about how it's made, you think. it's so, it's. I'm always surprised when a movie that, you know, like the movie is this bad when they make this many mistakes. When you have the hubris of everyone, you know, if an executive <laughs> saying like, "Right, you've got you've got twelve months to make this movie. We need it on this day." And the director's like, "Oh, that, but that's not enough time. We don't even have a cast or a script yet, or any of the production stuff." And he's like, "No, nope, twelve months time. Whatever you've got, we'll release it. And fuck it, people come and buy it." And they've been mm. these executives have been proven wrong time and time yeah. again when that doesn't work and when it when a film bombs like this bombs. Yeah. I just you picture know, that yeah. that stereotypical sort of you know image you see in like American Dad, where it's like the executives like doing like doing a line of coke, whoa, best movie ever, and then it comes out it's like, oh, who could have saw this? Everyone, who could everyone have all seen this? Yeah. yeah, it was telegraphed four years before. <laughs> yeah. So back but, to the plot a little bit because is it the, the the bit that I I quite like the origin story of Poison Ivy in this. I th- I think it works well, and you. <laughs> No, I do, I do, because because you get to you get to see it from like the the nerdy version, you know, which again it's very kind of weird, but you get to see that, and then she transitions into this um, super sexy poison ivy mode, and and the bit the bit, and I just, I have just such distinct memories of this, is when she kisses um, the. Uh, professor, Woodrow, whatever whoever, is. The, the evil professor, another character which feels like fucking hell. This film has a heck of a lot of evil bad guys in it. Well, this dude as and, well. Don't, and, the actor who played him, um, we really should get his name. He was the he played the father of Lex Luthor in Smallville. Level oh, Smallville. John Glover. John Glover. Yeah. <laughs> That's the dude, yeah, John Glover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Go on, well, son. And and his, well, his his like his bit where he's basically he. So number one, he creates Bane. And he's putting this weedy guy into this thing, and then Bane is is you know kind of. I was terrified of Bane as a kid. I thought that like fucking hell with the the, the bubbles in his yeah. tubes. And yeah, yeah. I did like the 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 people at the top, like Gaddafi, and oh, they've Castro. got every single despotic state. They've got like <laughs> you know, there's there's uh, there's Soviet Union up there. All of that, the whole thing, the whole the whole array of of evil. Do you know countries. what bothered me the most about this scene now as an adult was like. There's no way this guy isn't funded by the U.S. government. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he—it's he, Wayne Enterprises. This thing—he's—he's he's kind of gone off the reservation because uh, Poison Ivy sees the Wayne beaker the flask, which yeah. Seems, yeah, yeah, and uh, and uses that to like 
find, okay, this is my next target. But again, Poison Ivy's quite, she's a great character generally, you know, outside of this film. I think she, in terms of arcs, like she has a bit of an arc in this, or at least try to, not as much as Mr. Freeze. But when we see her going from like, okay, now I'm Poison Ivy, I'm going to go and try and, they go to the, the, the telescope and then they're talking there. And then like all of this is where it just falls apart because why why are we seeing this? Like, why isn't she just instantly a bad guy? We get to see her into a bad guy and then she reverts back to her normal um, performance, her normal looks. And then we get just loads of jokes laughing at environmentalists, which is very, very 97. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's very 97. It's a bit weird. I mean, you see uh, Poison Ivy portrayed, like, sort of a, in modern times now, like, the most recent one is, like, the Harley Quinn animated series. And, yeah, much less of a joke now, more like, you know... A common sense stop fucking burning the planet you asshole yeah i the one that sticks yeah. out for me i really um I, I recently started playing um one of the arkham knight games and she's in the last one i think um and she's, she's in that and it's a really it's a you know anyway the one i was playing she's in um and it's a really like uma thurman e-esque sort of performance she's very like um not quite as madcap but very like sensual and very like mm. You know, just what even does she want? But um, it's kind of nice to see that throughout the uh, the franchise. It's quite odd you say that because I, I'd be keen. I'd be keen to know which which one you did play. This is a bit off, you know, off the reservation now in this one because in, it's in the latest the f- one, Ross, because it's got all those boring bloody vehicle fights in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, see that's quite odd because they really turned down. You know, they really desexualized sort of like the female characters in in that one. <laughs> God, how sexy was she in the previous ones, dude? Honestly, <laughs> play the older ones, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Um, Fucking hell, I'm I'm into it. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> Sexy, you say? So that's poison ivy. Yeah, that's poison ivy. Yeah. The, the 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 next bit is like Arnie, and him. The, the, is this in his this ice? Is, is, is this is, in ice night? His ice nightclub with all of his like. Yes, goons. yes. <laughs> and this is where we get. This is where we get. The stupidest thing in the entire movie, the stupidest thing in the I movie, think I know what you're and it's say. actually really, really important to the plot. Like it's almost, it's in fact, it is central to the plot. It's the reason that that Arnie is doing all the things that he does, is because he's got a suit and he needs to keep himself below zero, but he also <laughs> needs to like top up the the freezing thing that his wife's in, and it's complicated. And so, what does he have? He has a he has a, a, a suit that is fed by diamonds i can explain i I can explain why this is diamonds right i don't understand because if you are six years old you know what a diamond is and you know that they're expensive so (laughs) it's a very honestly like it's a you're six years old so diamonds are hard to get he needs diamonds and he's like oh of course he needs diamonds of course diamonds are the best thing to feed the soup because diamonds are really rare and expensive yep Plus, that's as far as that thought process goes. Plus, diamonds are often referred to as ice. Ice. There you have it. Boom. Mic drop. The smug look on your face on this video <laughs> feed, Ross. Um, I really, hope really... it bleeds through into the audio. I think it did. I think you're fine. Nailed it. Um, well, we get after that, we get introduced to um, Arnie's wife. I think there's a really, really misbeat here because it's just a woman in a tank. Get Maria Shriver in. Oh, that'd be a funny little nod. Like, nah. you know, the wife in the tank is, is portrayed by a Maria Shriver. Just a blink and you miss it sort of thing. That'd be funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
accessed yeah. by the way through a freezer behind boxes of frozen chicken. I, th- I think something. you're increasing the budget by at least another like five to ten million though for for that little wink. <laughs> for, yeah, for a little. If we're so going for this, it, let's go for it. You know, you've got these diamond infused lasers, which lasers which somehow warp, make things cool. Yes, I was going to say <laughs> lasers really don't sure. automatically denote to me. Oh, cold. Nope. How that works? Question that mark. Works. Question mark. Question mark. Profit. But it, but it is. It really is central to like what Freeze is doing. It really is central. Speaking of lasers, though, another crazy scene. <laughs> crazy scene is when um, Mister Freeze freezes Robin and and says to Batman, like, right, you've got a choice. You got eleven minutes. Eleven minutes. All you've got to get him in on defrosted before we, I don't know, something happens. So he chucks him in some water. Then, then he gets his bat laser, which is you know TM bat laser, <laughs> lasers the water, lasers the water, and which is fine because okay, this is going to heat the water up and that's going to the water turns red, <laughs> the same color as the laser, and I don't understand. I do not understand what is happening to that water. If I heat water up, it doesn't turn red. It's not how physics work. Like what it is comes going back to heating again, the metal like, of the pool. This should be a kids' movie, and it's not. We should say this is not a kids' movie, but if it was, if you really dumped this all down, if everything was on that level of just it's Mister Freeze puns, like you don't, because it doesn't really give you any time to think about any of this. Like this is why we loved it as a kid because it should be a kids' movie, but it, but it's not because you've got this fucking really bumming you out, Alfred dying of a terminal dis- disease plot that runs throughout. Every time yeah. we have we're having fun in a scene, we pan back to Wayne Manor, where he's tearfully looking for his brother who disappeared in the Orient. Also, can we can we just very very quickly point out if you're frozen solid at that rate, you're 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 dead. Like there's there's no oh well, Evans the thought no, you're dead. You are literal brittle glass, and you're dead. Yeah, yeah, but that's but okay. To- that's okay in the context of a superhero thing. Like we've seen loads of like oh he's got a freeze gun and like and they're fine. And that, I think that's okay in the context of this like heightened super superhero reality. But then, but then, but then the, re- the reason they've got to have it in there and there's a frosting as well is because later on, obviously, Mister Freeze freezes the entire city, all of it, and like so, everyone is just frozen solid, even the dog, even the dog while it's pissing. So there's, I know, there's just so they kind of have to have this in there to show what well, you can do it, you can defrost him, you know, like that's that is a thing that's going to happen, but. And again, the reason he's doing all this is to save his wife somehow. I actually like Mr. Freeze as a character. I think he's a great character. And that that um, animated... There's an animated one, I think, came out the same year that has Mr. Freeze in it, like a yeah. director VHS mm. movie, which is excellent, really cool. Well, again, like it's fine to have that wife subplot thing, but maybe you don't need it in this movie. Like, we can maybe just have him being, like, a cartoony villain, and that's fine. Like, he's after this thing. Batman and Robin aren't intimately aware of his, like... Because one of the worst scenes in the movie, jumping ahead, is when Batman's like, oh, don't you really want to give me the cure for this disease? Because you're a good person. You're like, we've just spent two hours of this guy trying to blow up the city. (laughs) Like, I don't think he gets a pass because he's got the cure to this disease. Yeah. He can cure that man who you own. Great. Yeah. When you yeah. when you break down these and in, things individually, you do really see, man, this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> 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 like when you when you when you explore each thing, what the fuck happened here? And it's just, but, but 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 even every moment of like, wow, that was cool. 
And then straight away we go, oh no, back to Alfred. Back to Alfred Googling. <laughs> he's Googling. He's he's searching in oh, I'm gonna search for my brother. And then and then it's later on, oh, oh cool action scene explosions. Oh no, Alfred's now in bed because he's dying. And we're gonna get this totally unearned scene when like Bruce Bruce's is talking to Alfred about it. he's like I love you son you know I love you like a dad and all this stuff all these all these flashbacks of Bruce falling over and Alfred rushing to help him and just this this is so unearned it's so unearned especially because <laughs> 4 seconds later you're watching Uma Thurman do a strip to you yeah fucking like grind this. up on him <laughs> <laughs> like this, it just shifts so quickly. Yeah, well, then, you can't actually and then Batman gets out his bat credit card. Oh, Dave, you oh. took that from me. I was going to bring that up. I mean, God damn it! That is the the synopsis of this movie: is Batman has a Batman credit card. That's it. That's all you need to know about this movie to know exactly how bad it is. I mean, ten years later, that has a Visa logo on it. I guarantee <clears throat> you. I guarantee you. We don't. Oh yeah, definitely. And we don't need to. But let's just point out why that's, like, logistically, why that's so stupid. Because, <laughs> first of all, if he's got his own credit card, okay, that's a Batman credit card. No one else is going to have one of those. Secret identity, gone. Any well, Also, what is Batman going to fucking buy that he needs a credit card to buy it? Right, well, fucking maybe, petrol maybe for the Batmobile. And he gets Jim Gordon a coffee and, like, meets him near the bat signal. You know, he's got to pay for that. He can't pay for it as oh, Bruce Wayne because they'll be like, oh. What's my pin? Oh, I've the bank. Hello. The contactless is yes. years away. It's it's Batman. <laughs> my password. No, so that's one B name. That's just one name. B, B, so first B name. Room. First name. Bat. Second name. Man. Yeah. Uh, that's have right, you got an address, right. Batman? Security question. Address. Martha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, mother's maiden name. Um, it's. Oh, don't Bat. mention my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Kane. <laughs> it just breaks down. Oh God! How could you? But then they know he's Bruce Wayne. Exactly. Like, oh, do you know what I mean? Where where do you bill that to? What's the postal address? Fucking number one two three the Bat Cave. <laughs> yeah, it's Bat <laughs> Space Cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of this though, all of this because you shouldn't think about this. Now again, let's let's go back. To, let's go back to our slight defence of this. We like well, yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. It's like the TV show. It's like this Adam West. Like it's okay. It's fine. And I kind of see. I'm not that keen on the Adam West animated series. No, that's the thing. I I don't don't like it. But like, it needs to really fucking lean into this. Batman. If Batman has his own credit card, Batman needs to be like a local celebrity. Batman needs to be like, oh, it's Batman. We love Batman. Rather than you know the Cape Crusader who goes around beating people to death. That's why, and I think you know this is an organic segue to go in. This is this is why I love that that fan theory that I sent you. And obviously, it's it's obvious bullshit. But the way this is rationalised, it it makes these movies a lot more palatable for me. So there's a there's a there's a movie theory that basically in the Batman world, so Batman one and Batman two with Michael Keaton, they both happened, and then after, at the end of that, sort of Selina, uh, Catwoman, she's basically she goes off. Batman thinks she's dead, so he's heartbroken, and basically it either turns out that Batman. You know, through his own escapades, you know, he ends up dead, and it's, it's somehow discovered then either him retiring and announcing that he was Batman, or you know, Batman dying in the line of duty, and people, you know, piecing it together that Bruce Wayne was Batman, and then the movies Batman uh, Forever and Batman and Robin were sort of produced in that Batman universe, which explains why it's you know tonally it's so different, you know, it's so campy, it's so it's so larger than life because. 
Batman was a, a known thing uh, in in this world, and so and so the producers in Batman World made a Batman movie in Batman World. Can I can I also suggest that it's um, Wayne Media is the corporation who's doing this on behalf? Like I yeah. think there must be, you know, like Bruce Wayne is Wayne Brothers. Like, Wayner Brothers. <laughs> All right, Dave, you've earned your break. You, you we got five. there. We got there. <laughs> well done. But I get. But that theory was, you know, utter, utter. You know, it's a crock of shit. But it makes those two movies. I mean, I love the, you know, Jim Carrey's the Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones' Two Face. But, but oh, those, yes. those two movies, it makes them a lot more palatable and a lot more acceptable for me if you if you watch it through that lens. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're? Do you think we're like because of the because of the super serious Batman mm. and like that we've had since two thousand five? And I mean, I I think like, I really like the Nolan ones. I think they're they're mostly good. Batman Begins is probably my favorite. Dark Knight's good. Mm. Dark Knight Rises. Let's or not talk it is. about Dark Knight Rises. The newer ones, but the newer ones are like intense. Like no, no one is, is is smiling. No one is telling a joke. Nobody throws a pie at any point. So they even think about it. Like, do you think we're a little bit ruined by that? Do you think actually that's a, that we should have a more think, we should have a campier Batman? We should be okay I think, with this. Sam, I think it's kind of like a situation where we're just like we we zigzag on the Batman spectrum. You've got like sixties Timber, sixties um, Batman. Uh, with Burt Reynolds, not Burt Reynolds. Um, Adam West. Adam West. Uh, confusing the two of them because they're very similar, obviously. Uh, fucking Burt Reynolds is Batman, by the way. That moustache under the cowl. <laughs> um, the Adam West Batman, really campy, really not serious, like wham, pow, you know. And then, so then you get the Keaton Batmans, which are a lot, a lot darker, a lot more serious, you know, a lot more like mm. there's, there's trauma. And then everyone's like, maybe that's a bit much. This is a superhero movie. So we get this and Batman Forever, which are a lot more campy, a lot more silly, a lot bright, action-y. And then Nolan goes the opposite direction again. And he's like, no, Batman needs to be... The Nolan films are, you know, what if Batman actually existed in our actual universe, kind of, isn't it? Like, How would he procure the things that he needs? Exactly. And, like, that would be, you know, that's fine. And that's a good interpretation. But then you kind of have the the continuation of that in the, the Zack Snyder Batmans, where like all well, the Batman appearances, I should say, because we haven't had a Batman movie from no. from Snyder. We've just had Batman appearing. Like you have that uh, same like this is a guy with PTSD and he's really sad and miserable and his life's horrible. <clears throat> and like I do think you're right, Sam. I think we need to snap back. But I think what's happened is other other superhero properties have come in and like taken up the mantle of like being fun so batman will just continue to be fucking like dreary so there's there's uh that's that's very well put dave um and just to answer your uh, i want to i want to circle back to what you mentioned there about zigzagging on the batman spectrum uh, and i'll circle back to that in a second to answer your question sam i don't think this of the nolan movies you know being like you know i'm batman i don't think that's ruined these movies for me <clears throat> but what i think has Given it, given Batman a sort of a high bar was the '90s animated series, which was able to pull off that balance of suitable for kids, Batman being serious, couple of quips, but nothing that destroyed the character, um, <clears throat> and you had that gorgeous, you know, noir gothic sort of feel to the city, and you had a whole slew of characters, and you were able to give an overarching story. Each character had their own sort of like twenty-minute plot that was foiled. And it was delivered in a way where 
adults could still watch it, you know, because it's, but it's still suitable for kids. So the nineties animated series, I think that's what raised that bar so high that you know Batman Forever just scraped by, but Batman and Robin just just as tripped. usual like animation. I think is just so much better suited to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like as much as we all enjoy, like you know, I say we all enjoy. Some of us enjoy some of the Marvel films, <laughs> like <laughs> some of the time. Some of the time. Um, <laughs> And but I, you know, animation generally, like you think of a character, uh, you know, Batman, the Batman animated series, Spider Man, the Spider Man animated series, X Men, the X Men animated series, like all happen concurrently as well. Like you think of a, you think of a superhero, and there's always an animated, there's always an animated version that's better. Zack Snyder's Justice League, there's a better movie version yeah. of that. That's an animation yeah. that basically is the same plot. Like. And I think that's just where like this genre should live. Where it lives, yeah. You know, I mean, not we, to like tear apart the whole basis of having a podcast with two of your mates. <laughs> well, we touched like, on this before, where you know, because when we were talking about, I think Snyder's Justice League, and sorry to interrupt you, Dave, but we talked about this before, where you know, Warner Brothers have so many things going for them, like the, the games, they nail it, um, the, the the animation, they nail it, but it's just the feature length movies where they just they fall flat short, um. But just just to the point you mentioned as well, Dave, about zigzagging. There was an observation a couple of years ago about how <coughs> Batman, a Batman movie, can be used to sort of, um, I don't know if the word the word is test or sort of identify uh, the world's sort of, uh, I suppose, happiness is is an oversimplification. And what I mean yeah. by that is... Are you is, telling me this new Batman's going to kill himself on the screen? No, no, no. What I mean <laughs> is it's a way to gauge sort of the public's uh, morale. Yeah, like the cultural temperature, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good way. Yeah. So, like, if you look at Adam West, you know, campy as hell, you know, and, like, zany antics, and things were sort of rough at that time period, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, the economy was sort of, like, you know, getting starting to get back into it, but things were rough, so people needed an escape. Then you come on to the movies like Keaton... Keating? Keating. Keating. Um, Keating. Keaton. Keaton. Michael. Keaton. Michael. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Um, and, you know, things are starting to be better. And so that's when people want to have that sort of that gritty escape because their lives are doing a bit better. So they can go into that. And then you have it back. It And it circles back and forth where, depending on sort of the the, 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 the cultural temperature, like sample there of, of, of the public, you know, that's going to that's gonna influence which way Batman goes, whether you're going to have a lovely escape to a zany world or whether people want that gritty realism. It's it's the same with actually with the disaster movies. Like you get a real, you know, 90s alien movies is a, is a good one where people need like an outlet for their terror. Whereas mm-hmm. I guarantee you in the next 10 years, we are going to have light escapism that is nothing to do with real life because... We've had enough real life. We have had enough yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of of like downbeat movies. Like, please give me a fucking break. So I think there's a good. I think there's a very good, you know, good a good way of tracking it along there. It does mean though that we're 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 due a zany, campy, fun Batman at some mm. point. If if you follow the theory, and that's where that's where to connect it back to this to this movie a little bit. Like I think that's where this is not a bad idea. This is not a bad idea for a movie in terms of making it really, really light and zany and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the application. I think it's it's how it's shot. One example, one example is the motorbike scene where Batgirl oh, yeah. you know, has a chase and there's like there's some foreshadowing about this that she kinda of sneaks out to get the motorbike and you think she's just the, the nice niece or whatever else and then she takes a 
house cut off and she's off on a bike. But but this scene, it is I mean honestly, it is so badly shot. It is so badly <laughs> shot. You can't even tell which character is which. Is which. Yeah. You can't it's impossible. Every single shot has got this Dutch angle, which is where they turn the camera kind of diagonally. Because, you know, like that's The Netherlands it, is it, all built on a slope, of course. Yeah, it says it says in Cinema One Hundred and One that if you turn the camera sideways, it makes people feel like it's a bit zany. Like there's just it's just dreadful. It's dreadful. A cool idea for a scene. Yeah, we get to see Batgirl doing her thing, but it's the application. I think all throughout this movie is the problem, and and I think it maybe goes to your point that maybe we're having a, a zany Batman soon. Maybe when Ben Aff- uh, Robert Patterson comes along, it'll all be. Pow! Mm, and I don't think know, so. I have, a, metal, Batman. I, have a, I have a point on <clears> that, but just just for a second, Sam, because I think there's something to be said there. Like as usual, if you're making a Batman movie, a Spider-Man movie, you know, a movie about a, a ship sinking and whatever, to make a movie first, like make it a movie, and then yep. you can fucking figure out how to like tell your Batman, figure out how to tell your Batman story in the confines of still making a piece of cinema that Do the fundamentals. that number one is like you know digestible number two is entertaining well paced and like well made and i think that this movie tries to do a, is very ambitious obviously didn't have the time to do any of that and so it kind of falls flat or fails at a lot of those hurdles um mm-hmm. before we move on just on on a sort of zanier happier sort of batman yeah. movie uh, i will say just a shout out to the harley quinn film the new one uh, birds of prey uh, which I assume you haven't seen. No, that's really fun. That's a really fun, like light, like Gotham outing, and it's kind of like you get a lot of the Batman universe. Batman mm. obviously not involved. We've mentioned a couple of times. No Joker either. It's just a, like a Harley Quinn kind of like jaunt, and that is quite light. And you know, for all the fact that people are beating and murdering each other, if we're all, if... all over the spot, it's kind of like light hearted in it. Yeah. Fair play, and if we're, if we're plugging sort of other DC products, I would go along the same vein and sort of say you should, guys should watch, you know, the Harley Quinn animated series. It is it's incredibly funny, um, and it goes in the same sort of style as the ninety style. Although it is, don't do not let your son watch it, Sam. <laughs> Seriously, um, is this um, is this that illegal TV? Um, no, it is not that. <laughs> Um, whatever that site is, it is not. Um, no, no, that's was... my uh, that's my totally YouTube friendly uh, fake site. Oh. Uh, is this on any streaming platform, Ross? It was. Um, it was on Channel Four, all, all four. Um, oh, uh, so four adverts, but adverts. I know, I know. I'm gonna put a bullet but in my head. What the way they portray Batman as well? Like he's still stoic, serious, but they do it in a way where he's sort of like he's a bit of a parody of himself. Like he's a bit of a like he's Batman. Exaggerated, and it and it fits it perfectly. And the way they portray, like Jim Gordon, he is like a deadbeat, sort of washed-up cop. The stress has gotten to him. His wife has left him, and like he's just like you know drinking cups of coffee. It's brilliant. Anyway, mm. can I can I throw two things out there for us to to advance the plot a little bit? Number one, we talked about the motor, the motor um, bike racing, the drag races that that Barbara is doing. For reasons, there is a reason. Do you know why she's doing it to raise money so that um, she can pay for Alfred's medical bills? So she can buy. No, she's her doing boss. it. No, no, no. <laughs> his she's... boss is a billionaire yeah. his, who his owns the medical industry. Sam, do you know what the worst thing is? You've misinterpreted that. She's not 
doing the races so that she can pay for his medical bills because no one knows he's ill at this point. <laughs> She's doing these races so that she, because he has paid for her education and everything and all of that at the Oxbridge Academy. Um, <laughs> the Oxbridge. I know that fucking annoys me so much. <laughs> uh, the trivia item, which is like, Oxbridge uh, is based on Oxford University and Cambridge <laughs> University. I'm like... Are they sure it's not just based on Oxbridge, like the the admissions board for Oxford and Cambridge that they share? Like it's just so silly. Anyway, so silly. Um, she's actually saving, raising money to like essentially pay him back and mean that he can retire because um, she's working on the assumption that like essentially Bruce yes. Wayne owns this guy, and it's a bit like he, so she's she raising free money her, free to him buy Alfred life. out of his indentured servitude. Like guys, you're missing. You're it's missing. It's like Qui Gon Jinn buying Anakin. It's like, what are the economics of this? <laughs> you're missing, What's happening here? You're missing a critical point here. The cheeky bitch is staying at Bruce Wayne's house while she raises <laughs> money for this fucking, you know, this slave driver <laughs> to, to free Alfred. But she even she... says like, what? Do, you don't want to spend your life serving other people, like, like. I mean, this guy, this guy is old. He's in, he's invested a lot, a lot of time into yeah. in, into this relationship he has with Bruce. She's coming in like fucking. What what are you doing, bootlicker? Like yeah. <laughs> billionaires? You know what? It's crazy. Second point, then. Second point. The bits where Poison Ivy is like alluring Batman and Robin, and they're fighting each other. They're fighting each other for her affections or whatever and i mean just just kill me yeah. just kill me like and then and then they have a moment where they they kind of put aside they've they've shaken off the the love dust and like you know do you trust me you've got to trust me and again it's invested it's totally unearned it's, it's totally unearned it's totally unearned yeah yes it's and totally. you are right there is like there is a version of that where you could have a movie but there's too much other stuff going on you could have a movie about like and to the future of this series, you could have a movie where Batman and Robin basically have a big falling out. Yeah, Robin takes his bat cycle and fucks off, and like well, comes Nightwing. Well, that's exactly that, that exactly. One of the Batman is then like overwhelmed at the end of the movie. Mister Freeze has got him pinned, and then Robin appears in his new costume, and he's like, "Oh, Robin!" And he's like, "I'm Nightwing now, bitch!" And he saves him, and it's like, "Okay, now we're Very you know separate, but now we're brothers." Yeah. yeah. You could have and then that, they do, and but then there's they do no the time predator. spent doing it. <laughs> yeah, like, predator. son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> Every movie has to have that. But that, that was God, actually going to be... Can we just write a better Batman movie? That was, that was, yeah, we could, definitely. We'll come to fixes in a minute. Well, let's do fixes. <laughs> that was going to be one of the, the sequels to this movie. There was going to be like Batman Unchained, which is another Batman movie, but there was also going to be like a, a Robin slash Nightwing spin-off with Chris O'Donnell pegged. But... With this movie doing utter shite, that was shelved. And do you know what they did with that script, that plot for um, for Robin slash Nightwing? Um, they used some of the plot points for the game you're playing, Dave, for Arkham Knight. Oh, really? Chris That's O'Donnell oh. cannot catch a break. This poor <laughs> fucking... I really feel for him, genuinely. This Chris game. O'Donnell's fine. He's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has starred in fucking like, Paw Patrol, the movie. Yeah, who can forget that masterpiece? Give the guy a break. Man's got yeah, work, he's... Ross. Like, I'm here fucking barely surviving. <laughs> I find it really difficult <laughs> to sympathise with somebody who appeared in a Hollywood motion picture in a starring role. He's probably got more money than me, so fuck and, him. And here I am on a free podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Patreon.com slash... Uh, we've spent, yeah, we've so... spent 120 million marketing this podcast, and it's just not... <laughs> Much much like Batman and Robin, it's just yeah. not paid off. And like Schumacher no and Robin, you guys are just it. shirking responsibility instead of trying to take it. 
Are you trying yeah. to Zuckerberg me? Are you trying to Zuckerberg <laughs> me live on air? I'll Zuckerberg the shit out of you. This is my podcast. <laughs> so then, then Barbara becomes Batgirl. Things I hate. Uh, I hate the. I hate the bots. You know, with the scene again, we get like the girl version of when we look at a breast. To be fair, hate that. to be fair, and as did, we discussed, Sam, you were... they did a shot Draw for us. shot. Do you know what I mean? So it's we, not the same. we got Clo- Clooney and O'Donnell's crotch shot. At least we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least other other things I hate. Other things I hate. The lack of nipples. You've covered that. It's fine. Yeah. We can move on. Alfred on the computer. He's in his in his full costume. In his full, <clears throat> he's pre-recorded a message saying, "I thought you'd find this, and I'm going to anticipate every single thing. I even made you a suit, and here's a bike, and here's blah blah." And you're just like, "God, I just hate." I this. do question. This is so trite. I do question. It's why so is trite. this guy making a costume for his niece that's quite so sexual? Guys, I think like Alfred's a lot sicker than this movie lets on. <laughs> He's a lot. This guy. I think he's got more problems. Deleted. Sure, this guy. <laughs> he is. Oh my god! And also, yeah. Th- here's yeah, the thing. Here's the thing. Really sexy, like she, she. You know, Batman and Robin. You know, like martial arts experts. Her own admission: she took a few judo classes at university, and she's ready to go out and beat criminals to a pulp. And and she's totally she, she ready. Reveals she's totally ready to go. I want to help Batman yeah. and Robin. Um, pardon me. Yeah, well, but but and and they they are so accepting of this. They are so the line. She the line is she knows our secret identities. Now we'll have to kill her. Oh, we'll do it later. Let's do this. Move film. on. Yeah, move and on. Like stony crickets. Like is that funny or is that supposed to be funny? Well, like there's a line to later you? Because no one's laughing. There's a hold on. There's hold a line, her line on as well. I fu- I found the Batcave, and you get this shit eating grin on her face. You're like. Oh my god, this is just the worst. And then Batman the worst possible sprays way the like chloroform gas in her face and then she wakes up in her university bed back in England. Know your place. No. She 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 wakes up in somewhere in South America <laughs> with her identity completely unknown to her, like a like a born identity yeah. type. All thing, her teeth you know, removed. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ross. <laughs> Fingertips burnt off with acid. Bruce Wayne does not fuck about. All right, he does not fuck about. That's what. That's what we we'll know. do. A job. We're well, my do question right, is, why isn't he just killing this girl if he's burning her fingertips off and taking her teeth out? Because Batman doesn't kill Dave. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess by some different. metric, Ross, there is a morality there. Like, it's, I'm not sure it's particularly yeah. laudable, but I guess that is a code. He will fracture it's someone's canon, skull yeah. and paralyze them for life, but he won't take a life. Yeah. So then, really, middle, 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 we get the the, the, the less exciting finale um, than the one we've already seen, which is at the very start of the movie, <laughs> as you pointed out, Dave. And I think, like, from here on, I mean, who cares? Oh, who cares at this point? boring who Alfred's cares? dying stuff. We get the scene with Bruce uh, Batman saying to Mr. Freeze, like, they're like, oh, well, Mr. Freeze has got the cure. And you're like, What? Mr. Freeze has got the cure, um, so we get the cure from him. And Batman's like, oh, Can mate, I... we're all pals here. Like, you wouldn't let a guy die, would you? I mean, you only just killed 12 people and tried to freeze the entire fucking city. Entire you, wouldn't city. Let, you wouldn't let an old man that I own die, would you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he's like, oh, well, we can send you to Arkham. Like, your wife isn't dead. Don't worry about it, I think, is the is the upshot. You can keep working. No, but, but I think that justifies like, it, though, because Batman's saying, listen, Poison, your partner in crime was going to kill her. I stopped that. Quid pro quo, help a brother out. 
I don't want to have to hire a new butler. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what, what's annoying, though, is like, just if you think about it, the writing process, because the wife that Freeze has got, he, she's dying, but she's got like a later stage of this <coughs> of this disease. That's what I was going to ask. That's and what I was going to ask. So they, they have the same disease, but yeah. he, Alfred's just at a very early stage of it. Yeah, Jesus, that's, that's fucking convenient, isn't it? That is that is very <laughs> that lucky. Is, I that is poor writing, isn't it? Because because then you're like you, then you kind of have to think about it a little bit more than you should. You, it really should be. <laughs> and it, what it really it is, should be they, as simple as hold on. It, it, it should be that throughout the movie, um, Freeze figures out the the secret. You know, through throughout through his crimes, he manages to collect the five orbs the that come together yeah. and. Whatever it is, and that, and at the end of the movie, he gets to make the choice about whether or not he can share that with Batman, or does Batman, you know, like let his wife die, whatever else. Like, but no, we get this thing where it's like a subset and a stage one, and blah blah blah. It's just, that's poor writing. That is terrible. It's poor writing because why can't they just have two different diseases? Like, we've already know we already know Mister Freeze, and we should be calling him Doctor Freeze, really, because the man was a doctor. Um, Doctor Freeze. <laughs> like he was a he was a researcher and a, a medical doctor and like why can't we have a line and then we I'll tell you why we can't in a sec we can't why can't we have a line that just says like you know he was the leading you know he was the leading um, I'll tell you why Dave expert no I'll tell you why Ross oh well, sorry, <laughs> I thought you were asking us <laughs> they don't trust Silly the I'm rhetorically asking the audience they don't trust the audience <clears throat> to be able to follow that to be able to connect. He was a doctor researching this with, like, he's trying to save his wife who has something else wrong with her. He's like, two diseases? Well, I don't know if I believe that fantasy that there are two things that could be wrong with people. Or, or just just extract this entire Alfred thing. This is my biggest fix in the movie. Take Let's Alfred out back and shoot him like old yellow. Yep, got oh, you. What, what does it change? What does it change? You can have Barbara there um, who's, you know, oh, nice to see you, Alfred. She she doesn't really have any connection. Her get her thing about trying to save uh, Alfred from slavery like doesn't really. Who cares? It's not it's not interesting. The McGregor thing isn't interesting. It doesn't he doesn't need to die. Freeze can still have his arc. Who he does have an arc. Like I think there is an arc for mm-hmm. Mister Freeze. Yep. Doctor Freeze, PhD. Well, I imagine his medical license would have been revoked. Poison Ivy at the end. <laughs> I would imagine so. Um, yeah. Yeah, because for some reason, right at the end, the shot is that, like, essentially because he helped save Alfred's life, Bruce Wayne's like, yeah, you can just share a cell with this other convicted criminal. Like, no problem. Yeah, beat her up, fucker. Who cares? Whatever. I've got the jurisdiction to allow that to, to, <laughs> yeah. to, to I owe the world, man. I've got you back. You, I'll sort you out. Why do I, as Bruce Wayne, facility. care? Oh, no reason. Don't worry. Just, you know, I just want this to happen. Just trust me on this, okay? <laughs> I think when you're as rich as Bruce Wayne, there's no like, oh, why do you yeah. want this? It's just, they just do it. Yeah, like, sorry, oh, that weirdo Wayne wants to pair these two up. Okay, just do it. I mean, he's paying us. Let's just do <laughs> yeah. it. Like, he owns everything, man. Like, you don't yeah. want to cross him. He's wake up in South America. God, no rich people are weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it always goes, it always goes my, back to my point of, you know, if Bruce, if Bruce Wayne really wants to make a difference, he really wants to save the world, he really wants to, to you know, tackle the bad guys and help the good people in their pay in their plight. your fucking taxes yes <laughs> yes absolutely <clears throat> donate 90 percent of your income to the state we're, that's we're what calling you, you out musk fucking hell you prick honestly and bezos that's right we all went of there. you we all went of there. you 
political. Yeah. Political. Mm. So they could buy or sell us a thousand times over, and we are for sale. Just in case, just in case they're wondering. Hey, Amazon just bought MGM and Bond, so you know maybe we're next. We're on, on, a, le- we're on a on the level with MGM. Three Bond-like <laughs> individuals. Yeah, I think we could. I think we could pass for that. Drunks. We could pass for that. We could. Um, we could certainly be barflies in the back of a scene <laughs> in a, a B movie. I think. What, what, let's 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 get a fix from both of you then for this film. How do we fix this film? My, again, my suggestion is Alfred out. Any other fixes that you want to? Um, so, like, get rid of the Alfred plot. I think I think Alicia Silverstone can be in this as as Batgirl, um, but kind of just have it be like, you know, she's Alfred's niece or whatever, and you can have that be the same thing. But not, let's not have a. I knew you'd find this, and I want you to get shot and killed on the streets because I'm a creepy old man. Like, you can get rid of that and just have her, like, steal one of the Robin costumes or something. Or, like, you know, you see her in the Batcave and she's like, I'm going to go and do this because she gets some piece of information, which means, right, they're, go- they're out there fighting Mr. Freeze. I've got to go and save them or whatever. Um, I also think, going back to my earlier point, that, like, you could really go much harder on the Batman and Robin falling out thing. Yeah. Um, I think there's a really a story to be mined there where, like, the final act of the movie could be all these three characters coming together where, you know, Robin fucks off and maybe Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl becomes, like, the new sidekick and then Chris O'Donnell's out of the movie for a little bit but he comes back at the end to save the day, you know? Yeah. Um, and that would be, mm. like, a nice sort of, like, conclusion to that plot. Like, they have this... You know this. This almost like they're almost brothers, but they're almost father and son. Like there's a lot of stuff to be explored there. Hollywood fucking loves stories about fathers and sons, even when they're Batman and Robin, and Chris O'Donnell's only nine years younger than George Clooney. <laughs> like it's totally fine. Like there's a lot to be mined there, and you could do really, really easily. Like you're not my boss, you're not my dad, without actually going and saying that. Like he storms off, he packs his shit, and he goes. You know that's that's a very good fix, Dave. I, I think I'd go you know a, a wee bit sort of further in terms of what we're removing but if you think about it we have the batman and robin sort of distrust plot we have the alfred sick plot we have freeze and poison ivy sort of teaming alfred's up alfred's a sick fuck plot yeah alfred is we've got freeze and ivy teaming up sort of plot and how they sort of develop not to mention then we have did i mention batwoman already no Batwoman. Batgirl. Batgirl. Bat Batgirl. Batgirl comes along. Oh, that line. Oh, God, that line from Clooney <laughs> where she says, Sam. I'm Batgirl. <laughs> you I'm Batman, Batgirl. but you are Batperson. You don't get to fucking be Batgirl. <laughs> you don't, I decide. You are Batbitch until PC. I tell you otherwise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not sure God. that has the same mainstream Damn appeal. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone has Batbitch. <laughs> and she's like the gopher, like, get my fucking coffee, you know? Like... Um, <laughs> work Alfred out of a job, Ross. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, Alfred like gets to go up on the toilet. He's only got a few Alfred's left. fucking doing it. Yeah, bad bitch, get the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so you have those sort of sort of four plot lines there to focus on, and I just think there's too much going on. Remove Alfred being sick. Remove Batgirl being existing from this not because you know women shouldn't be in it, but because it's so poorly written. Either make, write it better. Or just just get rid of it and save it for another movie because the, the, she, and I say she is in the character and the way she's written does adds nothing to it for me. And you could take that out. You save on time. We might be able to get less than, <clears throat> you know, an hour forty five, and then we can focus more on then like oh Batman and Robin are on the outs. Let's see how this you know this 
clash sort of you know builds and then sort of crescendos and then you might have that thing then Dave where you describe where Robin goes off for a bit comes back helps Batman save the day at the end and you also get to explore then freeze and ivy because I don't know if you know this guys plants rarely go grow in the frost so I would like to see how this sort of helps a little bit more do they split up the world one half is tropical the other half is you know frozen tundra minute things but this is what I like to think about just have those two plot lines you kind of need you kind of get it in this movie, Ross, but you kind of need, like, and it's done better in earlier movies, um, like in the last movie with Two-Face and the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have two baddies in a movie. Oh, yeah. And then the story can be about the two baddies are then fighting each other, and that is actually more destructive than when they were fighting Batman. <clears throat> you know, yeah. like, that's a fun plot to explore. We get it in the, the Penguin one, where we have the Penguin oh, and yes. the, the Evil Mayor. Uh, like they're both the baddies and you kind of like we've done this a lot before like the two baddies thing works but Mm -hmm. you just need to have like a more like hey hey Mr. Freeze you know she killed your wife right like that's (laughs) not a satisfying that's not a satisfying like conflict between the two of them that we only we never get to see resolved and it's kind of like why do we even have it speaking of resolution like I think Poison Ivy has the worst death. The worst. She gets eaten by the by the, 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 plant. the Venus flytrap thing, and that's it. Yeah, she's not dead. That's it. But 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 there's but there's no again there's no resolution for her. There's no resolution that says that's the end. Like Freeze gets to go away into the prison. She's in the prison. She, yeah, he he joins her in the cell. I know, but just the way the way the way that it wraps up, it's just that's it. Yeah, yeah. She, there's there's she's no there's no the like grand until the the prison scene. The, yeah. Yes, yeah. there's no grand. Oh, you've done it. You defeated. And it, there's all these things. There's all these threads that are just left hanging for me. And I don't. I don't. I just, I just don't. Yeah. I don't think it's. You know, it's just sloppy it's filmmaking. Just, it really the, 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 it's like I said earlier in this episode. There are so many things when you just not even put them under a microscope, but when you just look at them in isolation, you're like, man, this is a fucking train wreck. What were these guys thinking? And I have one. Wait, wait. Rubber lips. Oh, Sam, rubber. You. Lips. I was getting to that. And this guy, fucking no. Sam. No, fuck no. you. Go for it. Go for it. No, no, no. no. I, <laughs> fight, fight, I, I, I fight. Can't, I can't muster. I can't muster anything. Sam and Ross else. are now so seeing other people, through. much like Batman and Robin. <laughs> Join <laughs> Ross's spin-off podcast, Nightcast. Um, so uh, it, it, through the movie, you you learn that poison ivy, uh, her lips are poison, and she poisons her victims via um, very seductive. Get it? <laughs> tongue kissing. Yeah. It's tongue kissing by ramming her tongue down their throat. No, um, by by kissing. And Sign so, me up. <clears throat> you know, all through the movie, she's trying. She, she's trying to kiss Batman and Robin to poison them, and then just as Batman and Robin are on the outs. Robin decides to trust him and he goes to poison Ivy and she basically says, I'll tell you my, you know, plan if you kiss me. And then Robin turns the tables and says, ah, you t- tell me your plan and then I'll kiss you. So then she tells the plan and they kiss and then she's like, oh, Robin's dead. And that's when there's the big reveal. And like, ha ha. And he peels off. <laughs> like, just like, you know, plastic <laughs> sort of like razor thing. He goes, ah, you see, your poison doesn't work on rubber lips. You're like, really? <laughs> I'm gonna have an aneurysm. That's what I'm. I'm just. Li- I'm gonna rubber. have an aneurysm right it's now. It's all fucking subtext. Like the the rubber lips subtext for a condom. Poisonous <laughs> lips subtext for you know, if you have sex with this woman, you'll die. Like it's absolutely like the old succubus <laughs> thing, and it's kind of like, it's, and that's it's fine. But it's done. 
it's done so bluntly. The movie is smacking you around the face. Like, I've got poison lips. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be so just... bad. It wouldn't be so bad if it all wasn't so central to everything. Like, all of these things we're talking about are ironclad and have to be in the script otherwise none of it makes sense (laughs) diamond enhanced lasers it's the reason that mr freeze is doing everything like alfred as you said get the wayne jewels and he's 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 almost sitting there like with like a like a like a barrel just fucking (laughs) pouring these barrel full of diamonds oh this is the way shoveling like a like an old coal train it's just exactly shoveling diamonds. Like, that's fine. That's silly. You can make it silly, but you you kind of you said it earlier. You kind of have to have like a film in there alongside all of this crap, this craziness, because otherwise, what the shit are we doing? You know, and 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 you you get that thing in movies where because it's so poorly done, you start you 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 um you. You get to think about all this stuff. Your brain starts going and thinking, well, how would diamond enhanced lasers work? Like, all of these questions just start so then coming up. you're not up watching at, the movie because you're like... Exactly. I, I don't understand how any of this science works. You're preparing your podcast notes in your head because you're like, I, I need to talk about this. What the fuck is going on? You know, as opposed to... Oh, this film. This film. Uh, b- before we finish, I'd like to ask you guys... Good things, or one good thing that you that you like about this film. I'll go first while you think. I like the big hulking objectivist statues that you see mm. in this movie. Like, there's some really cool, cool. The observatory. Um, the observatory, which is, it's just it's crazy, crazy design, and I kind of kind of, I like that Gotham feel. Yeah. You mentioned the animated series. Um, uh, Ross, Ross, my name's Ross. Probably the best. We've known Russia. each other for over ten years. <laughs> okay, Jim. So the the, the 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 animated series, which has a great cityscape mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and I, I don't think anything has really reached lat levels. But there's just a few shots where you think, "Oh, that is looking awesome." There's one where it's kind of like in the street, and there's like a guy like leaning over mm-hmm. this big metal uh, bronze statue, which is very cool, very kind of Bioshock style. So I like that. Yeah. I'm going to pass to one of you now things that you liked. Stony silence. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just realised my laptop isn't plugged in, so I'm like, I've got 20% battery. I'm, I'm trying to think of something um, meaningful because, like, you know, I, I, I have something here. Go for it, Dave. I really like Arnie's performance. Um, we've talked about that, that a lot, obviously. Um, I like Uma Thurman's performance. Um, that's kind of it for performances. Uh, I like how faceless all of the lackeys are. All of the like yes. uh, gang members are just like totally fucking like anonymous, and I kind of enjoy that. Like it's something that the earlier Batman's have as well, where you've got like Joker has this clown posse that follows him around, wrecking shit up, and the Penguin has all of these like circus freaks, and it's kind of like nice that you never get like a well. This is why they have a gang, even with the little gang that um, Poison Ivy and Bane beat up. Um, it's just there. Gotham is just like a gangy place, and they're all mm. mad, and they all have like, you know, did, intense makeup and things. And it's just kind of did like. Did you a, notice? Sorry, did you notice the um, the 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 Clockwork Orange yes. people? 
in the in the, the bike, bike races scene. and they've got that they've got the the hat the bowl hat and the hair and the, and the long and the, jumps and the canes and stuff yeah like there's there's some cool there's like interesting yeah. things to look at occasionally but mm, i think it was maybe any point that as well i think it's like you know the guy you know you know there's always that character who's facilitating the bets and like i think amy said it was ll like cool j or something like that and basically oh, right. he uh, he was supposed to be pegged for scarecrow in what would have been the se- the next movie, the sequel, but obviously that went to pot. So mm. then they had them. Not to, it not. seems like they had much better ideas for the sequel and the one after that <laughs> than for this movie. And it's yeah. kind of like, then just make that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll catch up. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Robin's gone and he's now Nightwing. Great, fantastic. I've read comic books. <laughs> Something good for me. I mean, like you know, Dave, you always spoke about Arnie's um, performance. I'll just go back to what I said earlier and like like some of the fighting choreography. For such a movie about characters like they're supposed to kick ass, and the best sort of battles came from Arnie, and he was able to be imposing without once taking off his shirt. Now that's impressive for a guy with Arnie. Do, you know do you know what that is, Ross? <clears throat> Experience. This man has been pretending to throw people around <laughs> on the screen for yeah. decades. Like he really has walked the boards of being in action scenes, and like, and it shows in this movie. Yeah, because it's just competency which obviously like George Clooney who is used to like smouldering at women and holding a clipboard in ER yeah. you know is just not prepared for Chris O'Donnell obviously the unluckiest man in the world apparently um, <laughs> obviously again just like no, not that experience Alicia Silverstone is 18 years old and has done teen flicks up to this point again just like you're teaching them it from scratch whereas Arnie's like right so you want me to just what beat people up yeah. I can do that you want me to put this guy's head through this other guy no problem I'll do that for you Although one of the oh, best oh, lines, a stunt. You want? Uh, got you. Good, good, you, good. You said, yeah. Um, one of the best lines from the movie. I told Sam this the other night. Um, and it's a throwaway thing, but right at the start of the movie, you know, you see the Batmo- Batmobile like coming up into shot, and Chris O'Donnell says, "Oh, it's it's the car. Chicks dig the car. I want the car." And Clooney, as Batman, turns to Robin and says, "This is why Superman works alone." And I just <laughs> love that because it just. It, you know, with that throwaway line, it incorporates sort of like a wider DC universe into it way before like these wider universe were a thing. And that was even going to be one of like the next Batman movies where I think it was Tim Burton was going to try and make a Superman Batman movie. Like, <clears throat> yeah. That sounds like a tiring film. Really does. <laughs> it certainly was fucking tiring when we got the four hour version this year. I'll tell you that. Yes, guys, yes, yes. stop. But you, you enjoyed it, right? Stop badmouthing it. You're lucky to have watched it. Listen to the episode. We really didn't enjoy I it. Enjoyed it. Have, we have I enjoyed two it. And hours. I'm glad <laughs> two and a half hours. I'm glad I was able to go back. We didn't enjoy it. You can listen to how much we didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it. it. And okay, that's what matters. Cool. cool. Thanks, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> no problem, Roy. La- last thing. Last. <laughs> Cheers, Jim. Last thing for me. This film isn't boring. Like, and that is the that is our ultimate sin, isn't it? That is our ultimate. God, how dare you waste my time? I did not feel my time, or even three pound forty nine, was wasted on this movie. And I mean, I value my money more we, than my time. Can can you know? Can we just can we just say that not everything needs to be good? Sometimes you can enjoy a shitty B movie. I will say and this: this is, is the worst Batman movie ever made, but it's not even the worst movie we've done. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I would agree. I think this is over two hours long. And I do think it feels its length in parts, but we haven't really moaned about the fact that it's as long as it is. Like, because I think we would make, you know, I think with it being yeah. a Batman movie, we'd be much more willing to watch a longer Batman movie. Yeah. 
You know, you're assaulted enough times <laughs> to, to, to not feel like you 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 you, you realise. Like, oh shit! Another fucking scene of Arnie shouting. You know? Yo, <laughs> I can't do it. Uh-huh. And uh, Callum again. Callum enjoyed this. He did have some good questions though throughout the film. Question number one was, "Where's the Joker?" And I thought that is a good question. Where, where is the Joker? Why isn't Joker's he? Joker's dead, isn't he? You know, this is. He's dead in this one, yeah. Dies in the first I know, one. but it doesn't really matter, does it? Like, well, did you, you tell just him? Have the did you tell your young son that that guy is dead? dead. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Batman killed the, him. The other question, the, the other question, and I swear, honestly, this is true, he says, and it was really like a big sigh as he said it, why do they keep showing us Alfred? <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which I was like... Son, you have got a you've you've got a career in free podcasting. Like we could always do with me, another me, voice. Me and me and Dave got to be on our best behaviour, otherwise, like we're replaceable. We know that now. Yes. <laughs> By Sam, my Sam's Sam the yes. one who gets replaced. That's just how it is. Sam's the guy who edits. Good luck with, <laughs> much good luck much with like Alfred, we will just own him, and he will Google things and <laughs> do the editing. Um, Sam is very much yeah, our sure. bad bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bad mm-hmm. bitch. Bad. Please, please. Again, let's. We can all. We can all look forward to the edit where I can. I can cue you up to say very offensive things, more offensive things than you've already said. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, yeah, so in previous episodes, we've discovered that you are a sexist and a racist. So you know, you've got your work cut out. And for you, also, Paul. I think the takeaway of that, Ross, is he threatens to edit us into edit things out or in all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, ch- change the fucking record, right. son. <laughs> I am lazy, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But I've got fifteen percent battery left, so I think we better. Uh, <laughs> that's a good reason enough, <laughs> enough to stop okay so I, I I think we should maybe not predict what we're going to watch next no week. what we should say though <laughs> because we've like, set the terminal for about three weeks we should say spoilers <laughs> for Sam's life um, Sam will be on assignment uh, probably somewhat soon I think in the next yep. three or four within weeks. the next month yes within the next um, month. Yep. Uh, so Ross and I are New probably going to like really scrape the bottom of the barrel or maybe go out of our way to find some of the worst movies we can find. Or do some I video game stuff. there's a really stuff. bad Van Damme movie out there, Ross, we could watch and enjoy. Oh, yeah. Let me have a think. Yeah, but think. 11%. We really must go. We'll see you next week, <laughs> listeners. 